0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everyone. Lord bless you this great day, another great day to serve the Lord and to stand up for Him and to live righteous and holy lives. Lord, we need your help, don't we? We need the Lord's help. And let's pray today. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, we need your help. We need your help to stay focused on what you have for us. Lord, I need your help. To stay focused. I ask your direction for me in my life. Lord, in this stage of my life, I want to know what you want for me. I want to know what my future holds. God, I want, I want to follow what you lay out for me, and I pray your will be done. I pray your will be done in the people's lives that are listening today. God, I pray that they would serve you mightily. And Lord, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of those things that we do. Maybe we don't even know, realize we do. We've just fell into patterns. Lord, forgive us. Help us to move forward. Help us to be strong in our faith. God, we love you. And I give you praise and thanks for being the the God of this universe. And Lord, someday we're going to spend eternity with you. And is that ever going to be a great day? Thank you, Jesus. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to talk a little bit out of the book of Job today. Just randomly, one of those random uh, shows that I just think... uh, things get on your heart, and I, I, I zip through the Bible, and I look around, and I see these things, I think, oh, I like this. I like this, and I should talk about this. And so that's kind of one of those days today. Well, the book of Job is perhaps in the earliest book of the Bible, they say, set in a period of the patriarchs Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. It tells a story of a man who loses everything, his wealth, his family, his health, and he wrestles with the question of why. Why? How many of you have wrestled with the question, why? When my son lay on the street dead after being hit by a car, I had to ask, why? Why, God? Lord, you said everything works together for good for those who believe. Why? It was hard to understand. I searched the scripture. I searched about heaven. I searched about the future. I searched the why's. But I know one thing. The Bible says God works all things together for good for those who believe. And I said at the scene of the accident, how is this good? How can this work together for good? You've just devastated my wife, my and me and my family and my church, Lord. But you know what? God showed his hand. God delivered us. God built his church. God showed him things that he's never we've never really would be seen before because we hadn't really looked because God's plan is greater than ours would you say what was God's plan for your son to die I don't think so did he know sure but I don't think so I think the Lord allows things to happen as they do I think uh, I think circumstances happen but God works together for good for those who believe and I've got to believe in that and I certainly do well the book of Job begins with a heavenly debate between God and Satan And it moves through three cycles of earthly debates between Job and his friends and concludes with this dramatic uh, divine diagnosis of Job's problem. In the end, Job acknowledges the sovereignty of God in his life and receives more than he had before his trials. God blessed him. God showed him his hand. You see, folks, God will show you his hand if you give it time and are faithful. God built the church that I that I pastored for 34 years over time because we stayed faithful. It started very small, as most of you know. When we came, it was around 50 people. In fact, we ended up having 66 the first year we was there. It, we'd gone up about 16 people, and we'd started this surge. And then then it grew for 22 straight years until we hit a hiatus one year. didn't grow. And you know what? God— is faithful to those who stay faithful. I believe that. The author of Job is unknown. Some people say, well, didn't Job write it? And there are no textual hints as to his identity. Commentators, however, have been generous in suggestions. Maybe Job, maybe Moses, maybe Solomon, maybe Isaiah, maybe Hezekiah, maybe Jeremiah, maybe even Ezra, all have been nominated to maybe have written it, but they don't know for sure. No one knows. And so... Uh, The time of Job in Lamentations 4.21 locates us in the area of Edom, southeast of the Dead Sea. This is also the region of northern Arabia, and Job's friends come from nearby countries. It's important to distinguish the date of the event, the Job, from the date of its writing. Accurate dating of the events is difficult because there are no references to contemporary historical occurrences. So we don't know for sure a lot of these things. Uh, several theories have been advanced for the uh, date of writing, and they're just theories, folks. That means it's just thoughts or ideas or perceptions. And one was it was written shortly after the events occurred perhaps by Job or Elihu. Uh, then a second theory was it was written by Moses in Midian, 1485 to 1445 B.C. And third, it was written in a time of Solomon, like 950 B.C. Job is similar in other wisdom literature at this time, Compare the praises of wisdom in Job twenty eight and Proverbs eight and you'll see what we're talking about here. And of course the Christ of Job, Job acknowledges the Redeemer in nineteen chapter nineteen verse twenty five through seven, and cries out for the mediator in chapter nine verse thirty three and chapter twenty five verse four and chapter thirty three verse twenty three. The book raises problems and questions which he answers perfectly in Christ who identifies with our sufferings. And there's some keys to Job. Well sovereignty. The basic question of the book is, why do the righteous suffer if God is loving and all-powerful? Suffering itself is not the central theme. Rather, the focus is on what Job learns from his suffering. The debate in chapter 3, 37, regards whether God would allow his suffering to happen to a person who is innocent. Well, obviously, if you read the book of Job, you know that happened. God did allow that for the purpose of showing the enemy that his man Job was up for the task. You know, it's, it's just very, very interesting uh, to see some of these things that, that deal in the book of Job. So I'm going to read you a passage of Scripture, and I take some of this information. I bought years ago, I, I bought a open Bible, uh, expanded edition uh, from the Bible on the Congress. I went way back. I can't remember uh, the guy, William Buckley, maybe? There were several people at that. That was years ago, 40 years ago. I went to, and I got this book and said, "Best Bible." It's a kind of a different. What is a translation of it? Uh, but it's it was the Open Bible Expanded Edition, uh, the American New American Standard Bible. I don't use it a lot, and I actually study more out of the NIV. And when I do scriptures for the legislature, I usually use the NIV or the King James. But I, you know, what I've I've studied a lot about the Bibles and a lot about content, and I make sure that the content that I share. Is biblical and 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 translated correctly? Okay, because some people say, "Well, this Bible isn't true." Well, it you have to look very closely at a verse to see a difference from the original scrolls to now. And sometimes people they get on a bandwagon one another. I'm take His Word as a whole. Realize the importance of salvation. It's all the same in most every Bible that translation that is written you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved. You live for him. You ask him to forgive you of your sins. He will come into your life and he'll be made new. But I, and sometimes you can get in debates. I've been in debates too and I I don't, I'm not interested in debating people about God's word. I just don't be in the Bible. Be in God's word. If you're a King James guy, man, live by the King James. It's a good, it's a great Bible. That's what I was raised on. That's what I've memorized scripture on. And then, uh, like I said, I, I like the NIV, and I've done studies on that, and I and I feel good about it, and so. But I'm not going to have people tell me said, "Oh, hey, you're wrong," and this and that. Hey, look, I I I have faith in God. I have faith in my Redeemer, and I put my trust and faith. And when I pray and ask Him to lead me and through the Scripture, I believe He does. Well, Job chapter 27, verse one through six. I'm going to read that and talk about it just for a couple minutes because I've already. Almost blew our time today, sorry about that, but when then Job continued the discourse and said, "As God lives, who has taken away my right, and the Almighty who has embittered my soul, for as long as life is in me, and the breath of God is in my nostrils, my lips certainly will not speak unjustly, nor will my tongue mutter deceit. Far be it from me that I should declare you right, till I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. I hold fast my righteousness." and will not let it go. My heart does not reproach any of my days." See, you hear that, folks? Though he had everything taken away from him, though he defends his innocence, though he he has his health gone, and though he struggles with his family's gone, everything is gone. The enemy threw every dart at him that was possible. And what happens? He says, I will not allow anything to distract me from my love for God. People, that is an example for each of us. Do not let anything distract you from your love of God. Don't let people come across with trying to make you believe this or that or switch a doctrine around, turning things around and saying, oh, this is that, and you better do this or that. You live by God's holy word. And you stand up, and if the enemy tries to tempt you, tries to get you into arguments, tries to get you into deceit, tries to get you into controversy within your church, run from the very appearance of evil, because the enemy would love for you to fall victim, to be someone who questions God, questions the wise all the time, instead of being like Job who believes. He said, till I die, I will have my integrity. I will hold fast to my righteousness. People of God, are you holding fast to your righteousness? Do you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind? Do you love him so much that nothing is going to interfere with your walk with him? And if something does, you're going to get back up again and say, Lord, forgive me and move ahead and trust him to lead you and guide you? Because we're all going to have rocky paths along the way. We're all going to stub our toes. But what do we do after we stub our toes? We say, well, I'm not walking that way anymore. Or do we say, I am picking up, I'm cleaning up, I'm moving forward? I think some people just need to clean up, clean up their lives. Christians that claim to be Christians who live like the enemy. God doesn't mean anything to them. The church doesn't mean anything to them. You know, folks, it's time to get real with God. Get real with your relationship with Jesus Christ. Believe in Him. He will forgive you of your sins. He will come into your life. He will make your life anew. Stand fast in the things of God. He loves you. I hope you do agree.